them are more than pals Our show can be a little gay But if you're not, that's okay You can listen and have fun either way Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who Guests and music and reviews Game of Thrones, why Nona too? She promised there's something for you She nerds out We're girls that like girls That like dirty things Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. And there's no Tara. <laughs> <laughs> that gap you heard is Keep Tara mentally checking in from afar. Oh. Uh, Did you hear it? On today's episode, we're going to jump into our mail sack. We've got some nerd news. Of course, we're going to purgatory. But first, I just want to acknowledge the fact that uh, this episode is going to be uh, landing the day before our two-year snop anniversary. Snop aver happy snop anniversary. Happy snop anniversary. Years. That's that's not. That's crazy, right? It doesn't feel like two years, and yet it, no. and yet it does. <laughs> I've been in LA for just over two years, and yes, the fact that it has been a two-year or plus time period is ridiculous. Of course, the last year of it has been spent just. Yes. I mean, if I didn't have this podcast that we did every week, I don't, I wouldn't have really had nothing to do with my life. Exactly. <laughs> During this last year, as most people haven't had much Same. to do. It definitely, when I wasn't working, it kept me, kept me focused and kept me on track with something. Otherwise I would have spiraled into a dark place. So I'm so glad that we could do this and you'll remember Wendy last anniversary uh, we had a very special guest that helped to celebrate with us, and that was Kat Burrell. I do remember. <laughs> do you remember that, Wendy? Do you remember when she came out on the podcast? Yes, I vaguely remember <laughs> the 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 interview and the excitement around the interview oh and the, uh, you know. Okay, guys, let's not mess this up. <laughs> it was a whole thing. <laughs> it was a year. Kat was our year anniversary. and And... Uh, for our two year, our special guest is well, us, us, <laughs> and and not Tara. <laughs> yes, well, uh, so he's taking a step back, but well, you know, things are opening up. You know, we're all going to be back in here yes. before you know it, and you know what? Things are you know opening up a little bit. There might be events that we're going to be able to go to sometime, and make appearances, and hopefully we go to some of these cons that people can go to, and we can meet some of these. You know, listeners that we have only heard from via email or voicemail or tweets. It's so exciting to think about. I, I can't wait. It's going to happen. It's just, you know, it, we just got to be patient. <laughs> Patience is fun. <laughs> Patience is fun. Uh, okay, so let's get into it. Wendy, let's jump into our mail sack. Mail time! Splash. Well, I feel like you, you got to start off a good mail sack mm. with a mail from AK. And uh, and she even addresses that. It's so nice hearing that your mail sack, of course she spells it in an appropriate way, uh, is full and heavy these days. Good to hear you get your, getting the interaction you deserve. Mm -hmm. uh, oh my God, custom snop dice. I can't even imagine what those would look like. What are you picturing? Hmm. I don't even know. I don't, I hardly picture regular like gaming dice. I mean, I've seen it. They're like, look like a bunch of fun little jewels and boxes. I don't exactly. know. I'm sure we'll see them, though. Well, um, I think, mm -hmm. uh, to answer AK's question, I think they would be rainbow-colored. Oh, true. And I don't know that the Snop logo is going to make it on there, but maybe the box they come in or the bag they come in is like a, is a Snop logo. We don't really have room for a logo on dice, right? Because you have to have numbers yeah, on all the exactly. sides. Is that generally that how is, dice work? I mean, the normal dice, I know yeah. they have but, all the numbers. But actually, Cynthia, who we're going to play Dots. a voicemail from later... She mentioned she actually talks about dice as well. So let's we'll we'll pick it up with her okay. later. But there you go. Good deal. Yeah. Well, AK continues. Steady on there. You'll hurt T2's feelings. She voicemail voicemailed you back when that was first a thing. I thought she was your first. <laughs> like she was your first to use the code word back in the day and you forgot that too. Poor T2. Yeah. We don't mean to slight anyone. No. We're just scattered. Sorry, T2. Uh Kendrick and Anderson space thriller, sign me up. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. We'll be doing it. We'll be watching it. Cat, she addresses Cat. It's great to hear you appreciating the long form of Justice League, having previously gone on record with your objection <laughs> to a film being anything more than an hour and a half. It sounded like, it sounded at the time like you felt anything beyond that was taking the piss. So bravo to the Snyder Cut for winning you over. I'm looking forward to the day when you all rave about how awesome Hawkeye <laughs> oh, is. Oh, that's never going to happen. Eh, we'll see. 
Uh, and then P.S. to paraphrase Crocodile McDundee, nah, those aren't she is. These are she is. <laughs> She'd emailed us and sent a picture last week with some like I guess little clippers yeah, like that garden, we called shears, and she sent some a picture of giant clippers. Yeah, I mean that are impressive. She and, may be right. Maybe uh, maybe shears are. Uh, I don't know. What do you call those little ones then? Don't they call them pinky shears? Isn't that a thing? Pinky shears? Well, that's. Maybe I'm I mean, not. If you right. work in the mob, <laughs> that's how they cut off well. people's fingers. Well, in bound. That's how they do it in bound. Um, uh, and also, in my defense, AK, I think I said oh, anything over two hours uh, for a movie is is a little much. I don't think an hour. And a, I think hour and a half seems like at least you have to be at least an hour and a you half. You gotta have two hours, movie, but I think two hours is acceptable. Okay, I'm I'm seeing pictures of little like tiny scissors that they're calling shears. So shears can be anything, AK. I appreciate your giant shears, but it looks like it's a. It's a wide variety of uh, okay, shears Thank you, Wendy. out there in the world. Thank you for backing sure. it. We do our research. We do. <laughs> like, as we're podcasting, we do the research. Generally. <laughs> Thank you, Internet. All right. Well, let me um, find a piece of paper that I don't care as much about. Oh, we have more mail. Uh, I got something from Beck, our, our, our new best friend, Beck. She says, hi, ladies. I have to say, Tara, that I completely... We'll have to pass this on to Tara. Yeah. I I completely agree with you about the rumored on-screen pairing of Tessa Thompson and Lena Headey. I just don't see it. The more I think about it, the more I still don't see it. I have no idea who I would have picked in the choice, if the choice was mine, but it wouldn't have been Lena. Don't get me wrong. I love her. I guess I just have to trust that they know what they're doing and wait and see. You know? Yeah. 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 You go ahead. I well, here's the thing. I hashtag Wendy stands with Lena. But <laughs> it's a it's trend that I was also thinking trending, you never know. You also never know what they're going for. That's like true. they may want this person to be, you know, some sort of opposite of Tessa. Like it to where it's almost comical that they are kind of mismatched. You don't know what they're going for. That's true. So whatever they are looking for, it could be Lena was the perfect fit, just not the type of fit you think they would want yes. for this part. So Again, went hashtag Wendy stands. Uh, we'll see. My favorite new hashtag. <laughs> I feel the same way, Wendy. I f- I just have faith. I have faith in Marvel. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to think about it too much. I'm just going to wait and see. No. Beck goes on to say, unfortunately, here's where I turn on you, Tara. Maybe we don't send this part to Tara. Uh, when you talk about mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy, I really enjoy the passion and obsession. You sound just like me trying to explain things to my friends, and they've never <laughs> seen it. But the more you talk about it, the better I feel about my decision to never invest a single minute of my time in this to this show. I don't understand who who do they let write these storylines, and when they do, does anyone does anyone proofread them? Oh, that's harsh. Does anyone proofread them before <laughs> they go to shooting? I mean, wolves, come on, wolves, Tara. She says, "What even is this show?" Also, why bother letting yourself get emotionally invested in any of the the characters? When they're just all gonna die anyway. I don't disagree, Beck. I don't. It sounds like you can't get attached to anybody, because and eventually everyone dies. Some of them are eaten by wild animals. It's the journey, is it? Not the destination. Okay. And sometimes, <laughs> knowing how things are gonna turn out, you can mentally and emotionally prepare yourself not to get attached, mm. and then just enjoy the ride. And maybe just attach yourself to the characters that you know. Survive. Just the main character, basically. At least so far. Whoever the show's named Most after, that's who you can invest in. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> well, unless it's unless Zena. Unless it's Zena. Unless it's the last episode. Yeah. Uh, so Beck finishes up. <laughs> she says, now I've calmed down. How great is Dark Angel Waverly? This is before, obviously, 411 came out. She says, mm-hmm. I'm scared, intrigued, and a little turned on by her. <laughs> same, Beck. Same. I can't wait to see what's going on, what's going to happen, but sadly it means it's going to be one step closer to saying goodbye. Also, I'm not going to lie, when Nicole said, it's my fucking turn, Winona, it did, it did things to me. <laughs> and then what's the word? For. Wow. For. I guess that's wow. Wow. <laughs> um, she says, later, nerd. That was, yeah. Thanks, Beck. That was a good moment. Nick, Nicole. That was it. Stay, step it up, saying, look, Winona. It was a great. I love her too. It was a great moment. And ultimately, it leads to ultimately she does get to save Waverly, which she rarely gets to do. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Spoilers. Uh, she thanks to Jeremy's crotch. Thanks to Jeremy's crotch. 
She knows where to go. Anyway, we're, we're going to get into For Love and a little bit more later. I, there's some, I have some afterthoughts, Wendy, that we can get into. Okay. I'm down for it. And I'm speaking for Tara. Not that I know how she thinks, but yeah. I probably do. She's watched this show, The Grays. Oh, yeah. About, this is her like second or third At time least. through. She's very invested. Yeah. So she knows where things are going. But the, the good moments throughout the show, despite the tragic moments, right. keeps her going back. So I watch shows where I know people die or, ha- you know, in quotes die. And I know where it's going, but, you know. But now, I mean, of course, if if there's another reason, like 17 seven episodes worth of shows to catch up with, yeah. you know, you might want to think a little harder about it if you want to get invested. Yeah. But I'm sure Tara would defend her Grey's Anatomy because she loves it very, very she much. She would, and she will get a chance to do that. We'll 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 give her yes. the floor when she comes back to defend. Because you know she's going to have to talk about Lexi. I know. I thought I I was excited to hear her talk about it this week. So. There will be a sizable Grey's Anatomy segment next week. Yes. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, it's happened, Wendy. We have some more voicemails. Ooh. Hello, ladies of the snop. This is Jade. Just wanted to reach out and tell you guys how much I appreciate the content that you guys provide. Um, also, thank you for the happy birthday shout out, uh, Gabby. Thanks for letting everyone know. Uh, And also, Wendy, thank you for that beautiful rendition of Happy Birthday. It did make me laugh a little bit um, and smile. So thank you. Um, I was a little worried about you guys after episode 410 of When on Earth when I didn't see an initial post. um, But come to find out, it was internet connection issues, which that sucks. But... Anyway, we'll see what's up for the next two episodes. And again, I just want to say thank you to you guys for providing the content that you do. It's very much appreciated and it's something that I know myself and others look forward to every week. So thanks. I hope you guys are happy and healthy. Thanks. Thank you, Jade. Thank you very much. That was nice. Jade has a very thank you for the compliment. Husky voice. I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, happy birthday, Jade! And uh, absolutely, and you know, thanks for listening. I know you're you're one of our you're an active listener on the Instagram, so always appreciate your messages. So thanks for listening. Yeah, and thank you for liking my singing. When I do sing, my goal is to make people laugh. And then sometimes smile. So <laughs> I'm glad you got. It. I'm glad I gave you a laugh. Um, yes, thank you for listening very much, and uh, we're glad we could give you a shout oh, out. Nice. And uh, yeah, sorry we did. Uh, we were delayed a little bit last week because you know, cat's internet is very fickle. It is. It's very volatile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we have so. we have another voicemail, Wendy. Oh, now they're just coming like in waves. It's amazing. And this one is from Cynthia. And Cynthia is one of the game designers of uh, Magic the Gathering, the Snop uh, battle game. Uh, So let's hear what Cynthia has to say. Hi, Snoplings. Cynthia here. Wanted to leave a voicemail to say I can't wait to help teach you the Snop game. Thanks for connecting, aka Mission Eye. It's a small village, but we're proud of it. Wendy, buying your first set of big dice. That's exciting. It is a hard decision. So many cool ones to choose from. Pro tip, I'm not a fan of dice where the one or the six are icons on a D6. I never know if I've rolled very badly or well. So if you do create a snop dice, that would be a big decision. Anyway, take care. She nerd out. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. So many voicemails. Um, I know. It's so great. And yeah, I mean, so Wendy... Uh, Cynthia sent us, along with Mission AK, they sent us the the game rules. Uh, there's playing cards. They sent us a sample battle round to kind of give us an idea of how to play. There's a game board. It's it's I am floored by how cool mm-hmm. this game is and how much work and time they put in it they've put yeah. into this i have just glanced so far and i was already confused so i'm gonna have to take the time to go through <laughs> and actually look because they sent instructions and cards and so much information yeah. so yeah. let yeah i'm gonna have to go back and really look at this so 
<laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot. We're going to play. We're all going to play together. It's uh, it, We're going to record it. I don't know how much of the game we will play because I think it's going to take at least a couple hours yeah. to play. Nobody wants to watch us play that long. But, but maybe we'll get it down to like the final round or maybe something. Maybe the start and we'll, the end we'll, or something. But yeah. or Because I yeah. think the start will be funny because we're going to be so confused. It will be hilarious. Our our ignorance will be hilarious. But <laughs> I'm going to give you a preview. So they selected the the characters within the game. So I'm going to give you a, just just a hint at some of them. Uh, we have uh, uh, Andy from uh, what's that movie called? <laughs> the Immortal movie with the angry woman. What's that called? Oh, Charlie's there. Yes. Andy's what? <laughs> How do you always I forget d- her no, name? No, but the movie. She, the movie, though. I always forget the movie. Oh, uh, it's not uh, the Immortals. It's something else. No. <sighs> Why no. do I do this every time? Come I on, love, research. I love that movie. I do too. But now you, if you hadn't made it so confusing <laughs> to begin with, I probably would have. Oh, it's my. Known. Oh, it's my fault. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! Old guard. The old guard. Old guard. Andy's in it. Uh, Ryan Wilder and Kate Kane are both characters. Of course, hmm. Root and Shaw. Uh, Can I call dibs on them? We'll see. Waverly <laughs> and Nicole, Dean and Gabrielle. Uh, it's going to be so much fun to play. So we got to figure out. Everyone's in a different time zones. So we got to figure all that out. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for the rest of the Snoplings to hear us lose at this game, I'm sure. Mish, AK, and Cynthia will kick our ass. But that's okay. Because well, you guys yeah. are awesome. Thank you for doing this. Uh, I'm just, flo- I'm it's just floored. Unbelievably, I'm floored. very cool. Yeah. Yes, I am too. Yeah, we're so we're just so they're awesome. we're so impressed. Um, and about the the custom die. So her point being, Cynthia's point being, some some die companies will use the one as like uh, an image. And so like if we were going to okay. use the Snop logo on the die, maybe not the best idea because it can be confusing. But we're gonna. We're okay. gonna get to it. We have time. No rush. Wow. I just Googled gaming dice and Oh, it's a whole thing, Wendy. Quite elaborate. Oh, it is a whole yeah. thing. And you, All right. Well you can school I me. Will, you will be schooled. This is <laughs> this is looks very elaborate. Yeah. So much fun. All right. Well, I'm ready to play. Yes. It's gonna be great. Let's We're gonna it. have a great time. Okay. All uh, right. so that's to come. That's gonna come. All right. So let's move on to some nerd news. Nerd news, nerd news. I repeat, we have breaking nerd news. (laughs) Thank you. Do you want to start us off? Well, yes. There's a little show that will be coming to Disney Plus in the somewhat nearish future, relatively speaking, called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, boy. And as you might assume, Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he's Mm -hmm. so fantastic as Obi-Wan. But they announced the rest of the cast. And as previously rumored, we have Hayden Christensen coming back as Anakin slash Darth. Amazing. I wonder if there's going to be, if it's going to be all him as Darth with the scars and the stuff, or are they going to have any sort of flashbacks at any, I mean, try to Mm -hmm. de-age them a bit. I don't know. Right. right. Which Uh, which could work. We've seen that de-aging is pretty good these days. Yeah. I think they might could pull that off. So, you know, we'll see what his role's like. Uh, Other casting of note is Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Pierce. I don't know how to say your last name, <laughs> but they Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru in yes. the prequels. Yes, so, which is awesome. And as the people have mentioned, I think this is set, was it 10 years after? 10 it's years after uh, Reg- the Revenge last prequel, of the Sith. Revenge yeah. of the Sith. So there's, in theory, a 10-year-old little Luke running around somewhere. That yeah. if Aunt Brew and Uncle Owen are there, I'm guessing we're going to see 10-year-old little Luke. Oh, we better. Oh, we will. <laughs> oh, we better. So I, they, he's not listed in the cast, but I imagine this is something they're keeping, you know, quiet, I guess. I don't know why um, they would, but sure. I mean, because obviously we got to see him. So uh, I guess, is her near, name Indira Varma from Game of Thrones? Yeah. Is in it. Um, Kumail Nanjani. Yes. Rupert Who, Friend. Yes. Moses Ingram. Some of these people I don't know, but they're yeah. in Obi-Wan Kenobi. So you know what? I will know them. Oh, we're going to. <laughs> Once it starts, I will pay attention. <laughs> I haven't seen them before. I don't recognize their names, but yeah. 
I will. It looks like a very nice, well-rounded cast. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, you're setting this, I assume, on Tatooine. We'll probably see the Cantina, Mos Eisley. Yep. Who knows what locations around Tatooine uh, we'll be seeing. But yes, it is very, uh, it's called an eclectic mix of mainstream stars and indie favorites. Mm. So, yeah. It's fun. And, and uh, the director is going to be Deborah Chow. Very uh, excited well, about no, that. She, sorry, she's she's creating and directing. Yes. Uh, and she, of course, directed a couple episodes of Mandalorian. So that's exciting. Right. She's great. Right. I love her. Big fan. Did a lot of really good action sequences in yes. Mandalorian. Some of the best in the show so far. So it's starting production in April. And I guess it'll appear sometime. I don't know that they've announced a, yeah, the no release date yet. But you've got Book of Boba Fett in December, Mandalorian early 22. So it could be over a year till we see this, if they're spacing it out. I mean, I'm sure they'll let Book of Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett come out yeah. early 2022. We'll get Mandalorian, then maybe summer, fall. I don't know. I feel like they're spacing these out with their Marvel shows. So wherever it fits, we'll be there. And it's, you know, I'm guessing like Mandalorian, they're probably going to shoot it in a similar way. So it's a lot of visual effects. Um, mm -hmm. It takes just it takes a long time for all that stuff to get done. Right. So, yeah, you know? I'd, I'd say in about a year, maybe. maybe. Probably. Right. Just over a year, probably. We'll no but time I, soon. I'll say that for it. Yeah, no time soon. So, so, so uh, exciting, though. I'm really excited about this show. I know you're super oh, excited about this show. Ewan as Obi-Wan was my favorite part by far of the prequels. He, he was, was my best, favorite character. He was the best part of the prequels. Right. Yeah. No, he just was very charismatic, very perfect as Obi-Wan, and I'm so excited to see him and Hayden Christensen as Anakin with a different director. I love you, George, but he's <laughs> yes. never had the reputation of being the best working with actors or getting great performances. Um, no. You know, you can have great performances in Star Wars, but I don't know that it's George who's been responsible for them. Um, so I feel like Hayden was a better actor than came across in the prequels, but We'll see. We'll see what he shows in, in Obi-Wan. So I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing him. Same. I'm really excited for him. I hope I hope he gets a second shot. I hope he proves himself. And I hope the fandom embraces him. Right. And gives him a big hug because he he got done a little dirty. We've talked yeah. about that. I think podcast. people liked him in the last one, in Revenge of the Sith. When I, yeah. I know I saw a lot of dudes dressed like him at conventions with the hair and the dark. Like when he kind of went darker. Yeah. You know, you don't see a lot of like the whole episode two, I don't like sand, you know, that that where he's awkwardly trying to woo <laughs> Natalie Portman, <laughs> you know. So but the third uh, third movie, he came, he got a little better. And so we'll see what he does here. And speaking of toxic fandom, <laughs> Star Wars doesn't know anything about that. Do no, they? not at all. There is a really interesting article out from the Hollywood Reporter. You can go to the website, check it out. And it's the name of the article is From Justice League to Star Wars Studios Reckon with Toxic Fandom. And Wendy, you and I had talked about this last week, how, you know, we both really enjoyed the Snyder Cut and we had, uh, you know, we knew that there was some sort of element of the toxic fandom that helped to bring this, his cut to, to you know, to fruition but I wasn't aware of it too much, and this article kind of sheds the light on that a bit. The article actually starts out saying what good came of the fans from the Snyder Cut. Uh, and apparently Snyder fans had raised over $500,000 for suicide, suicide prevention in honor of Zack Snyder's uh, late daughter, Autumn, which is a beautiful thing. So that's a good side of fandom. But unfortunately, there was a, a small vocal segment of that fandom that use social media to threaten and harass fellow fans, as well as uh, Warner Media executives who they thought were standing in the way of getting Zack Snyder's cut made. I didn't realize they were going like threat, like threatening violence against Warner executives. That that was news to me. I didn't hear about it till late. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. about it throughout this whole thing. And apparently, you know, this is. Uh, he left the film in 2017. So this whole thing has been, you know, what is it now? 2021. It's like, what, four years now that this has been, this has been a thing since 2017. Well, I think the movie came out in 2017. So I imagine he left it 
I mean, I can't remember when it came out, but yeah, around 2016, 2017, he left and Joss took over. Right. So then this uh, earlier, sorry, I should say in March, on March 22nd, uh, Warner Media Studio CEO Ann Sarnoff did an interview and in Variety, and she was quoted as saying, I'm very disappointed in the fans that have chosen to go to that negative place with regard to DC, with regard to some of our executives. So the, this article points out that in the past, studios have not commented on this type of toxic fandom. Um, and this, uh, and Sarnoff coming out against this behavior is, is kind of a new thing. And it, you know, as an example, Wendy, you'll remember that in 2016, Sony studios released the Ghostbusters reboot with an all female <laughs> Ghostbuster cast. Yep. And trolls just went, went after that. And those, those actors, uh, pretty harshly. Captain America, uh, sorry, Captain Marvel, something similar happened to that movie. Mm. Uh, I wonder what those two movies have in (laughs) Oh, it must be a coincidence, Wendy. The the movie score on Rotten Tomatoes was sandbagged, so basically people were giving it bad reviews. Even before the movie had been released, it was getting bad reviews because... There's a hint. Exactly. And then, of course, uh, speaking of, of Star Wars... When uh, the trilogies, the, 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 the sequel trilogies came out, both, both John Boyega and Kelly Marie Tran were uh, victims of this sort of online abuse, specifically racist abuse for both of them. So much so that Kelly and Tran left, the, left social media. Mm-hmm. She, she left social media because she was getting so much hate and racist comments. That's so fucked up right at a time when she should have been enjoying it she got a part in star wars and i remember originally seeing her i feel like it was her audition there's some little thing i saw about how she got it and she auditioned and probably thought "Eh, i don't have a shot you know like it's star wars i'm just gonna go in as an actor eh, see what happens and then she gets it the role of a lifetime it's supposed to be so exciting and then she's chased away from social media by a bunch of idiots yep that the only thing they don't like is i guess She's, uh, you know, a non-white woman in Star Wars. Like, I don't even know. Who played a very positive character. Like, yeah, a, a great a char- character. A and charming, fun character. Yeah. And, I mean, there's it's obvious that the, the ones behind the negative postings are have nothing better to do with their time except <laughs> whine about things that they don't like. Even though, you know, it's, I mean, they don't like Captain Marvel. As if there's like every other film in the Marvel Universe has a bunch of white dudes running around fighting. You've got that, yeah. dude. <laughs> exactly. Leave Captain Marvel alone. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know. Recently, I don't know if you followed this, uh, Wendy, but not that long ago, Lucasfilm debuted a show called, hold on, it's here. Oh, the High Republic show. The High Republic show. <laughs> it's this, bi- I haven't seen it. It's a bi-monthly show I haven't on either. Star I didn't know. I didn't know about it. Yeah, I didn't know about it either. And then they announced that a, a a woman named Christina Ariel was going to be the host of this show. And so immediately she was attacked uh, by by the, the sort of toxic fandom. There was uh, She had threats against her. There was a lot of racist stuff. And the studio, Lucasfilm, which they have never really done this before, came out in her support. And they said... Our, our Star Wars community is one of the one of hope and inclusivity we support at Christina Ariel. And this was the first time that, that a studio like this, this big, has come out against this kind of social media bullying. And it, it's kind of a big deal. Of course, they didn't do it with Boyega and Kelly Marie Tran. They could have really shown them some support a couple of years ago, but... At least moving forward, hopefully they're going to be doing this more. And of course, a few a few weeks later is when they fired Gina Carano mm-hmm. for some of the her horrible social posts. So it seems like Lucasfilm is starting to take this stuff seriously and to support their employees. Basically, this is really coming down to a company backing up. There. Like you've been hired for this job, right. we're not just going to let you out to fly. Like we will back you up and. That's a good thing. I, I, I am very 
hopeful that that will continue with Lucasfilm and these other and these other big studios. So you know when we're talking about this 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 toxic fandom, and unfortunately it's mostly like you know this sort of white male section of mm-hmm. of certain fandoms who for whatever reason whether they're you know God who knows it could just be they're threatened you're bringing in uh, a woman. And God forbid a woman of color into a fandom. Well, we haven't had that before. Why would we have it now? That sort of mentality of like, let's You've just had read Uhura in Star Trek. It's yeah. not like there's never been a black woman in sci-fi. And it it just makes me think, were there people that were against it back in the day, but you just didn't have social media for them to all rally around each other with? Or maybe it was just, you know, I don't know. Maybe it was just I don't know they would have been more accepted back then, but it seems like, was there an outcry? I mean, I don't know, but uh, hmm. it, it pro- if, sure if there was, it wasn't as prominent as it is now with uh, social media being so. Exactly. It kind of, what it social is. media gives a voice to, to all these kinds of trolls. And of course the internet's, it's, it's, an, it's anonymous. Like, you know, you don't have to put your name on anything. You can, nope. you could start an account as, as anybody you want and you can spit all this bullshit and you, there's no repercussions. There's no, there's nope. no, you know, yeah. Well, I'm glad companies <sighs> are, are taking a stand in a sense for employees that, you know, have to put up with this crap. It's, it's ridiculous. And the, the fact, you know, they put themselves out there, some of these celebrities to like, you know, engage with the fans. And honestly, as you know, Kat, I'm sure sometimes casting decisions are made, at least from what I've heard, are made like based on how many followers you have. Hmm. Like if they're cast, I remember like when I retook some acting classes a few years ago, cause you know, why not? Uh, I remember the teacher made a big, like they had people come in quote, successful actors from Hollywood. I don't know what they've done, but <laughs> they're talking about how it is a big thing. And sometimes actors have these networks where like, I'll like your page if you like mine and blah, blah, blah. And like just getting people's followers up. Cause if they're looking to cast, you know, maybe obviously not big celebrities or whatever, but if they're looking to cast a part where it's like, this person has 100,000 followers. This person has 5,000. Well, this person gets us more attention. Right. So even for like a smaller part. So it's kind of celebrities are encouraged to be on this to some extent, at least to a certain level. And then, but you got to put up with all that crap. And if you're, you're cast like Kelly Marie Tran or this woman who's hosting this show that I'll check out. I'm surprised I haven't seen it. I get their emails, but right. um, the Star Wars <laughs> show, but you know, if you're going to hire someone and put them in this position, you know, have their back. Have their back if all of a sudden they're getting attacked just for something like the fact that they're a woman and not white. Exactly. And I'm glad they're realizing how damaging it is. I don't know if it'll stop people from saying things, Mm-mm. but at least let them know that this is unacceptable. Yeah. But exactly so yeah i mean you're right bravo to lucasfilm and hopefully other studios will will continue to do this and create more of a safe a safe space for for uh for these actors that they are they are hiring and yeah you know i don't think toxic fandom's going anywhere unfortunately it's just how we how we can uh combat it i think is what is what we need to learn how to do these people need to get over it catch up man i agree there are a lot of cool characters that aren't going to be the white dude. So just get ready. Yeah. Because you're not winning this battle. Mm-mm. All right. Well, next up in our nerd news is there is a date in July called July 29th, 2022. <laughs> yes. Over a year from now. That yeah. might be a very big weekend of my life, day or mm-hmm. weekend. Two movies coming out same day. I think one will move. Mm-hmm. Uh First one is the Indiana Jones 5, and they jokingly called it the old man in the sea. <laughs> Who knows what it will be? Who knows if it will be? It's yes. going to star, uh, you know, Harrison Ford, if he can still move yeah. uh, by that time. <laughs> Have they even started filming it yet? I don't know. But supposedly the fifth Indiana Jones will be coming out on July 29th, 2022. Exciting. Yeah. I'll w- <laughs> maybe <laughs> I'm I'm not getting my hopes up that we'll even see anything till we uh, see something. So sure. I'm excited. I feel like they need to make up for the last one. So I hope they do. Uh, oh, and the director has come out saying he's not filming in Georgia. Oh, that's of great. The whole voting rights thing. Excellent. So I don't Good. know where they'll film. I think they can film wherever they want. Really, it's Indiana Jones. So yeah, they'll figure uh, it out. Yeah. Same date. Black Ooh. Adam. Oh is going to hit theaters. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson made a big announcement with like stuff in Times Square and like a date and a whole bit. And uh, it's it's shooting. I think it's starting this month 
in Georgia. Um, mm. Ooh, uh, you know, true. I, I think there's been a lot of talk about, I think in t- some people have actually encouraged studios not to pull out. I don't know. I'm sure at this point with a film hmm. like this, you've got so many contracts in place, so many things already it's in tough. motion. Like you can't just, you know, you can do active things while you're there to help change or do whatever. But I think, I mean, as much as people like to think of a film like this could just say, oh, okay, we're not doing it. I mean, yeah, that's tough. You can't uh, just turn it around, like turn in the, t- turn in that ship in the canal kind of yes. effort. Yes. Know? Very similar. Cause um, you know, they have, they've already had the sets built and they have scheduling. Like you, you they'd have to halt production oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there's already there. Yeah. yeah it's not going to happen. No. And why do we care about Black Adam? Well, hmm. The Rock's in it. Okay, that's cool. Sure, he's uh, cool. I like yeah. him. Yeah, uh, Pierce Brosnan's in it. Okay, yeah. that's pretty cool. Sure. Sarah Shahi <laughs> is in it. And you know what? They don't even mention her in this article I'm looking at. They don't. I don't know I, unacceptable. what they're thinking. No, She plays cool. ISIS for Pete's sake, I think. I don't know if it's like for sure ISIS or a character that everybody just knows is ISIS, but I whatever. If, I don't think it's confirmed as ISIS, but that would make sense. But it's a, probably ISIS. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Shahi's there. She's in <laughs> Georgia. She's getting ready to film. Awesome. It's gonna be incredible. So yeah, we're gonna we're on Black Adam watch till it comes out because of the Shahi. 100 percent And uh, you know, they're thinking Indiana Jones may move. Even if Indiana doesn't move, it's a weekend. There's three days. Of course. I'll go see one on Friday, <laughs> one on Saturday, whichever one I like best. Maybe I'll go back on Sunday. So <laughs> Well, I mean, if that if that's the case, I think we call July 29th a uh, Wendy Woody Day. Really? Oh, I'll take it. We'll sure. think about that. There's okay. going to be a lot of exciting things at the theater for Wendy that day. That's true. Woo-hoo. And because, you know, it'll be theaters are opening up slowly now and they're, you know, they're they're trying to get people back in seats. Like uh, if we don't feel safe by 2022 going to theater, we're in oh, trouble. Oh, you're right. Oh, it's 2022. <laughs> if we do have over no, a year, a good I point. think. Well, Good point. We'll be back to like dirty theaters and no masks and food on the floor and you but know, still, crowded. We have, a, we have a lot of movies to make up for this last year. So I, I'm going to be going to a lot of movies when, well, when things open up again. You know what I mean? Black Widow. I know. July. That's, oh, that's true. I plan to see that in a theater. It was going to be May. Now it's yeah. July. I think it is July. I want to see that in a theater. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, I'm going. So hmm. coming up in two weeks from this weekend... Mm-hmm. is Virtual Clexicon, yes. which we mentioned, because friend of Snop Amy Acker is going to be a virtual guest. Hmm. What does this mean? <laughs> we don't know, because as of now, I don't see anything as far as, like, it does that mean one-on-ones? Is it a panel? Is it, there's yeah. no ticket information yet, but Nothing. she's a guest. That's great. And you go to the website and it doesn't really list it, but they have been making the posts, of course, on the Twitter and various sites. So it's interesting, Wendy. We are, you know, about two weeks away and there there's no information about this convention other than the dates. And now right. and, and I've seen some other guests being announced. Oh, That's and a- for Tara, uh, oh, Leslie Ann Brandt's a guest. Yeah, they've been announcing different guests. Um, trying to see Brooke Smith, Grey's Anatomy, but. You know, it's a, it's a little weird. Also, the girl in the well. I, <laughs> I'm sure she loves being referred to as that. <laughs> Is from that silence, some... but oh, sounds okay. of the lambs. Oh, don't be, wake me, hurt your dog. Yeah, of course. Oh, cool. She's awesome. But yeah, good for her. Um, you know, I, I've never been to Clexcon. I know you've been several times. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't mean to 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 put it, you know pass any shade, but the fact that there's not a lot of information doesn't. I don't. I feel like they don't know what they're gonna do. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, the last, okay, I I have not been since 2018. I wasn't able to go in 2019. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I know they've had their issues. I've always enjoyed going. Mm -hmm. But right now, I don't think they did a virtual. They've done some virtual events throughout this last year, I think. But not like like a a virtual con with guests that I remember. I don't know. I haven't. They've done some film things. But uh, yeah, so I don't know what this means. They have guests, but I'm not sure how you... You know how you interact with them as far as yeah, exactly. what what the options are going to be. Um, yeah, it's interesting, and you know, it's virtual. St- it just mo- says stay tuned for more details. So. I mean, you guys got two weeks. Like, you know, I don't know. It's it just it it just seems weird to me. Um, yeah, um, that they, there's no see. information yet. Because look, we're ready. I mean, it's Amy's there. You know, I'd like to see what's going on. 
Yeah. Um, and is she going to be appearing all three days? Is it, you know, there's, there's just, there's just very little information. And I hope that we don't have to pay for panels because so far every virtual panel that we've, that I've been, uh, you know, I've, I've watched or sort of tuned into the panels are free. Mm-hmm. It's the one-on-ones that, you know, are in fact yeah. not Well, free. hopefully this week we'll find out more. I'm scrolling <laughs> through Twitter so. and I still just don't see a lot of information on anything other than guests. So, yeah. you know, keep an eye out if you're interested in meeting, you know, if you want to check out Clexicon's Twitter, not the website, because the website doesn't have it. So, mm. you know, see yeah. who's there. But, you we'll know, Amy's see. there, we'll so we figured to drop the drop the note about Amy. Always, always on. Be involved. On Acker Watch. Always. We're here for Acker Watch. Yeah. We we're going to keep you apprised of her <laughs> comings and goings. And and by the way, she put up a nice peanut butter cookie recipe on her Instagram today. Oh. I'm going to make it later. See how it goes. That's delightful. Yeah. Well, you know, it's Easter as of the recording. So that's right. It's the season. Eat all the sweets. Yeah. So speaking of conventions, about a month ago, San Diego Comic Con announced that they would be splitting their 2021 festivities into two events. They would be doing an online version of their July convention like they did last year Mm -hmm. and they'd also be doing an in-person event in november wendy that in-person event uh is going to be called comic-con special edition and it's slated for november 26th through the 28th now wendy you might not realize this but that is thanksgiving weekend comic-con bring the turkey yeah (laughs) that's what their slogan is yeah bring your own turkey so it's supposed to be a smaller in-person event, nothing like their huge, like the normal big July convention, but people yeah. uh, are not super jazzed about it. Their, their decision to place an in-person international convention over Thanksgiving weekend is facing some harsh backlash from fans, talent, and press. Yeah. So, of course, the idea is that, listen, we didn't get a Thanksgiving last year, really, because it was COVID, blah, blah, blah. So this would be like the first real big holiday that it could hopefully be safe to gather with your family and your friends in a non-awkward, weird COVID way. Right. And why would you want to spend that? Why would you skip that holiday with your family and friends to go to a convention in San Diego? So, uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of pushback and, uh, but Comic-Con is like not budging. They're not so far. They haven't decided to, uh, alter that plan at all. And listen, they, they took a hit. They lost a lot of money last mm-hmm. year when they didn't have their big July convention. So this is their way of kind of testing the waters, maybe trying to get a little bit of their money back. Um, and they're, in their defense, they, they did release a statement. They said, while conventions have coincided with holidays in the past, for mm-hmm. instance, WonderCon has taken place on an Easter weekend, an anime expo typically occurs over the 4th of July, Hosting San Diego Comic-Con during this particular Thanksgiving has raised eyebrows. And so they're, they're acknowledging it. They get it. But it doesn't sound like they're, 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 they have any plans in moving it. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, well, I, I don't want to go. I'd rather hang out with my family. Well, when I first heard this, I selfishly just thought of myself, as I do. And I thought, sure. I'm in L.A. I don't have family here. I probably, mm. like, if, if I do anything, it'll be my mom might come out in Christmas or something. So chances are I won't have family plans for Thanksgiving because I don't live near them. So I thought, okay, well maybe, well, maybe part of this is they want people to come, but not as many. So they figure just the Thanksgiving weekend will kind of call down how many people will even attempt to come. Right. And so they can better manage the numbers. Um and I thought, you know, hey, I i mean, Tara and I have the professional passes. I don't know if they're going right. to count towards this. I don't know. But I thought, I don't really have Thanksgiving plans. So maybe, maybe I would go down there for this. Until Tara wisely reminded me of how horrible the traffic is on Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, yeah. And the drive there and back. And I thought, well, then there's no way I'm driving to San Diego on Thanksgiving weekend (laughs) because I would be driving in probably on a Friday and back on a Sunday and it would be a nightmare. She told me of her own Thanksgiving driving traffic horror stories in this area. So I said, okay, that rules it out. Not to mention, as other I saw other people point out, how airlines like to jack up the holiday plane fares 
So you'd have to, you can't just fly in on a normal fare. You're paying jacked up holiday fares to come to this con. Mm. And then even some of the, the vendors too, like, look, they're saying the same thing. This is our time that we can spend with our family that we didn't have last year. Yeah. We don't want to be pressured to have to do this con. And I know San Diego Comic Con and they, I don't know how they'll treat this, but I've heard a friend of mine who was a vendor basically say, you don't not do Comic Con because if you don't do it, you're never getting back in. Because they've got a wait list. Oh, and right. so you pretty Ooh. much, especially, I mean, not for the big networks type thing, but like the no. smaller vendors yeah, who have their stores or artists like, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't, you really have to think long and hard if you just don't want to do it one year because you're not going to get back. I'm also, yeah. I, I'm assuming as the, as a small vendor like that, you're probably making most of the money of the year it, at this event because it's just a huge amount of traffic. Oh, it's insane. So yeah. I don't know. They might treat this as like, look, I mean, I hope this event doesn't, like Tara and I, we have our professional things where it kind of count. Like we get three years and I think we've done one and we have two more years before we have to reprove that we deserve passes, which I don't know if we're going to do. But so of course last year didn't happen. This year mm -hmm. it's not going to happen. So I hope mm -hmm. this, it's like, it's not a come now or you lose that opportunity kind of thing. I yeah. can't imagine. I mean, it's so, it's Thanksgiving. They may just be trying to like, Treat this as a separate deal. If you want to buy a ticket, buy a ticket. It's going to be a smaller event. But if you're desperate for a con, and again, like celebrities, like you said, how many of them are going to, going to want to show up not a lot. on Thanksgiving weekend? How Probably many of studios are going to... I mean, it's so many people involved in this. Not mm -hmm. to mention all the, the the downtown restaurants and things. And I mean, it's Thanksgiving. They probably do business on Thanksgiving anyway. They don't like close generally. But right. I mean, especially yeah. on a year after a year that no one got to do anything with family. So, I well, mean, if they want to keep the numbers down, they probably will. So, I mean, if, and if that's what they're trying to do, then that's, I guess it's a good time to do it. Um, yeah. But speaking of the talent, so there's a writer, a comic, a comic book writer. His name is Charles Sewell. And he writes, uh, he's an author of light of the Jedi. So he does some star Wars stuff. He tweeted out. So they scheduled S uh, hashtag SDCC on the same weekend as the first chance most families will hopefully be fully able to celebrate thanks Thanksgiving in two years. See you in 2022. So a lot of, a lot of people are like, yeah, no, I'm going to skip it. We're not so, going. Yeah. Well, I so, mean, generally it has like 135,000 people at this convention. insane. It is insane. You've seen it. It's nuts. It's and completely nuts. That's just the people that can go in the building. And then yet... I don't know how many thousands more that just come to San Diego because there's so much outside of the actual con that you can do yeah. outside that are put on by studios, not just, you know, rinky dink things like studios are starting to put more stuff outside of the convention center because so many people come that don't even have a ticket. Yep. So you're talking like 135,000 plus the outside people. So even if they get, I don't know, like what are they thinking? They might want 20,000. I mean, they've not really announced any, ticket numbers or anything no, like that so gonna like cap I mean, it off at a certain they can number. have a decent sized con that's not even close to the normal con if i just it'll be interesting to see how many people will want to go especially yeah, once they I start looking at ticket prices for the the planes the drive if you live in san diego i'd be like great i'm going you can just run over during the day sure that weekend or something but yeah that's one if thing you have to travel it's gonna be a little rough it is so we'll see i mean you know and they even acknowledge in the statement like it might not be feasible to have a large in-person event in November because of the pandemic. So they, th that could even, it could, it might even not even happen. So, right. So we'll see. Um, I'm just, yeah, you know, let's just, I can't wait for, it seems <sighs> like 2022 is when stuff's going to be like safe to plan. <laughs> well, I believe, <laughs> you, know? you know, we just talked about Clexcon. Uh, I think they are, <sighs> Last I saw, there might be a event possibly in October. I don't know if that's for sure. If oh, that's Lexicon? Maybe. Mm. I don't know if that was just talked about at some point. I don't know how serious it is. I can't remember. But, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've already seen things about Los Angeles opening up indoor events the more yeah. people get vaccinated. So by late summer, fall, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how much how comfortable people feel. And yep. how much is allowed? So exactly, yeah. It's already it's a, though. Let's do it's it. a you know it's it's a the story is evolving. So we'll yeah. we'll definitely be following along and because yeah we're 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 ready to go back into conventions. I, I'm definitely Maybe. ready when it's safe. 
We should all like set up in our little homes, like all our collectibles and like <laughs> pretend vendors. I don't know if we can hire some celebrities to come sit at a table. Oh, sure. Yeah. Or maybe have a screening on TV and like pretend we're going to like tiny cons at each other's houses just to get that feeling. I mean, I'm ready. I miss it. My people, the con people. I'm in. I'm up for it. Okay. Oh, you know what we can have with a convention we're going to have at my house? Winona Earp. Let's go to Purgatory. Oh! <laughs> she Nerds Out presents Live from Purgatory. All right, so we talked about 411 this past, uh, the, the, the latest Winona episode. And I had, I had mentioned that Peacemaker, because there's, there's the scene where Winona and Doc, there's the show off, the, the showdown, and, uh, she fires her Peacemaker and it ricochets off of something and it goes through Holt's head, right? Mm-hmm. Remember that? And I mentioned, I oh, that's, that's kind of like the Chakram from Xena. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do the research to see if, if, I was in, if I was right in assuming that Peacemaker had done that before. And I, it is in the pilot. I found the scene. And it is when Winona shoots Waverly's noose. She cuts down... Waverly, and then the bullet keeps going, ricochets off the windmill and hits Red's gun, and his gun uh, flies out of his hand. So okay. she has used Peacemaker like a chakram before. I didn't have time to research it any further than that, so it might happen a couple more times. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it, it doesn't really happen, hasn't happened recently. I don't feel like it happened in four or, or three or maybe even two seasons, but mm-hmm. we'll see. I'll, I'll do some more research on that. Um, so I just wanted to confirm that I wasn't wrong <laughs> about Good that. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. And then uh, my buddy, John Fitzgerald, who is the voice of our uh, Live from Purgatory intro, he also happens to be my co-host on the My Mistake podcast. He is a new erper, Wendy. <gasps> Welcome. He started watching the show uh, because his Twitter feed is full of erpers because he follows me on Twitter and not, not many other people. So everything I like, he sees. Mm. So he is just flooded with Erper. So he's like, well, let me see what this is all about. So he and his wife sat down, they watched it. They have they have binged it. So now they're caught up. Oh, they're, okay. The, their first live episode they'll watch is actually the finale. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, enjoy. But he's been he's been texting me and like whenever he watches an episode, we'll, we'll talk about it. And so he brought up something that I didn't think of. And he's, he's a very smart man. He said, you know, the irony of now Nicole being stuck in the ghost river triangle because she always felt like the outsider. Mm-hmm. And now the mm. irony of her being stuck there for life was, it was interesting. And I, I thought he was absolutely right. Very true. And on top of that, the irony now that the ghost river triangle, I don't, you know, obviously the, the, the curse is over. And so the revenants can come and go there. There's no restrictions except now Nicole, the one mm. person who wasn't, supernatural who was a human yeah she is now stuck what an interesting twist i thought that Mm. was and and uh we hadn't really touched on that at all so i wanted to bring that up any other reflections on 411 when you know it's you know it's been a day since we talked about (laughs) (laughs) no nothing new nothing new well cynthia a a devoted snop snop tart she sent us an article is how i first saw this article it's a buzzfeed article it's written by Nora Dominic, who is a very uh, she's a big erper. She she works oh, for BuzzFeed, good. but she she sort of she covers the erp beat, if you will. Uh, she interviewed Melanie Scrifano. It's a great article. If you go to BuzzFeed.com, it's uh, the title is Melanie Scrifano on Winona Earp, how impactful a one episode role on Supernatural was, and much more. And it's really fun. It's twenty basically twenty seven questions. And, you know, it's like, what's your favorite thing to cook? She says pizza. Which emoji do you like most? And it's the eek emoji. Great emoji. Just, it's a it's a very good one. And, you know, just kind of getting into fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we get down to question number six. Who was your favorite TV character growing up? And Melanie says, I was really into Xena. I just thought she was beautiful, but also so powerful. I had never really seen that on TV before. Also Buffy for the same reasons, but she was like a softer version. I remember being like, you can be strong, but soft? Question mark. Melanie is a Xena fan. Xena, baby. Wendy, what do you think Uh, about that? How much fun is that? 
That is very cool. <laughs> Melanie, I like you even more. You're a Zenite. <laughs> Welcome, I mean, when they Mel. ask her that question of, you know, favorite TV character, it's Zena. Yeah, there's no hes- there's no hesitation. Can you imagine how thrilled she would have been if Lucy had played her? Oh, I'm that sure she would have even more perfect now. But uh, yeah, yeah it's all she right. would have freaked out. Um, and Buffy, very cool. I like that she liked these characters, and and she ended up playing totally another very cool badass. Absolutely, character. who we know that uh, Emily, the creator and head writer on Why Not Herb, is both a fan of of has you know of Xena and Buffy. So we know yeah. we know that to be true. So. How interesting that her her leading lady is also a fan of the shows. Pretty fun. I I I will tell you, Wendy. I have a Melanie Scrifano story. <gasps> so when I I went to Urpa Palooza in 2019. It was the last sort of big convention thing that I went to before the world changed forever. Mm-hmm. And I bought a uh, a uh, what's it called a autograph for Mel. And so you know you have you have a, a few minutes basically to 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 interact with these actors while they're signing your shit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it was the last day of Urpapalooza. She was not feeling well. She was sick, but she did not want to disappoint her fans. So she stayed there signing away. And so, uh, you know, we, it was very, very nice chit chat. She's very lovely, as you can imagine. And she said, is this your first time coming to an Erper convention? And I said, yes, it is. I, I've, I've never been to an Erper convention before, but I've been to many conventions in the past. She said, oh, yeah, like for like what kind of conventions? I said, oh, for Xena. She's like, really? And, oh, if I'd known, <laughs> I could have talked to her about Xena. She's, uh. like, oh, she's like, oh, that's cool. I said, yeah, it's very, very similar vibe. Erpers and Xenites. Uh, and that was kind of it. But if I had only known, Wendy, I could have got into it. If you had only known. Could have got into it with her, but there you go. I also like from that story, it's like, oh, she was sick, but she didn't want to let anyone down. Like now, if you're sick, oh, you're not going near anybody, <laughs> exactly. just in case. But back exactly. then, back then in the day, you could like, oh, I'm really sick, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna struggle tough it through out. this. I'm gonna tough yes. it out, and then you're you're <laughs> celebrated. Now it's like, no, you need to go home. Oh, get yeah. away from me. I also <laughs> like that she likes Daphne Zuniga from Spaceballs. Yeah, so I, I feel <laughs> like she's thing. she's kind of a nerd. Like she know yeah. I know that she's talked about spaceballs before. Like I, I I think she's she's one of us, Wendy. I think she's one of us. Well, I would like to think I'm like Melanie's Cravano, <laughs> maybe in nerdiness, but yes. she's still you know kind of cool. But it's a um, great article. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. There's also a great interview. Uh, Entertainment Weekly. I forget his name. I think his name is Chase something. Uh, there was a great Zoom interview he did with almost the entire main cast, except for Dominique, and Emily was there as well. Uh, it's a great interview. Go to entertainmentweekly.com. I'm sure you'll find it. But there's a lot of great press out right now for the show. Um, you know, it's always great to see high-profile sites and, uh, you know, interviews, uh, videos. Like it's, always, it's, it's just really nice to see the show getting a lot of press right now. Of course, it, it doesn't hurt in its home, you know, search for a new home, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of good press out right now. It's really fun. It's fun to see all this stuff. It is exciting. It's, it's unfortunate it's coming because it's possibly ending, but it is nice to see it being acknowledged and recognized and the interviews out there and, and, you know, maybe it'll help it. Maybe it'll help uh, get some attention. Yeah. Can't hurt. Can't hurt. No, no. I feel like because Tara's not here, we have to talk about uh, Calamity Jane for a second. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> no, no more there is to say about your calamity. Still, still missing, still unaccounted for. Yeah, we got one more episode, at least for right now, to, to see her show up. I still hope Nedley gets her a kitten for a wedding present. I think that's a great idea. I think that's I'm putting my money on that a wedding present for you know if she's stuck in the Ghost River Triangle, she's not going to need cat sitters. She's That's gonna true. be there. I mean, That's maybe if she point. has to go on a mission or go whatever, but I feel hmm. like trust anyone but Nedley to watch your cat. I mean, just in case. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he he used to watch her the most. That's true. Whenever Nicole was mm. like like in the hospital or something, he would he would go and 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 watch the cat. Watch that damn cat is what he would say. Uh, <sighs> well, then I think it's appropriate that he gives her a kitten for a wedding present. Yeah, and if that doesn't happen. I'll be a little upset on Tara's behalf and on my behalf because I want to see that go down. Yeah. Here's hoping. 
Here's hoping. Well, I guess next time we'll be together is to talk about, discuss. Yeah. Uh, I console Cat over. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping the, I can the, the record. Like, I, I hope might, you can do it. I, I hope might just you can be do too it. upset. Mm. <laughs> then let your emotions pour out <laughs> yes. on the podcast. In a safe place. We'll be here for you. It's a Thank safe you. place, Cat. Thanks, Wendy. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, until that moment, if you'd like to reach us for anything and everything, we're on the Twitter at Snot Podcast. We're also on the Instagram, She Nerds Out Podcast. That's true. You can also send us an email at SheNerdsOut at gmail.com. When do we have a website? I know. And you can buy beer there. You virtual buy, beer. That's right. If you go to SheNerdsOut.com, you can catch up on old episodes. You can leave us a voicemail like Jade and Cynthia did this week. You can send us a message through the website. And you can link to all of our socials, the ones that Wendy just mentioned. But you can also buy us a beer. It helps us out. It helps. The, it's not a real beer. They don't send us actual beer. It's a, it's, a, it's a little tip. You're leaving us a tip to help us keep this podcast going. So if you've enjoyed what you've heard today... Give us a beer. You don't have to get us each a beer. We can share a beer. Don't feel pressured. Yeah. We're not against that. And sharing is caring. <laughs> sharing is caring. We'll do it in a very safe, COVID-friendly way. Yes. Um, and again, if you liked what you heard, you can you can subscribe to this podcast. You can leave us a review and you can give us a rating. It helps us uh, continue to bring snop to your ears every week. So please, please show us some love if you have the time. Show us the love. <laughs> All right. That's well, it. on that note, until we meet again <laughs> for the Winona finale, mm. 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 she nerds <laughs> out. Out. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like dirty things.